Hello and welcome to the Divine Renovation Podcast, where we seek to inspire and equip you to bring your parish from maintenance to mission. My name is Dan O'Rourke, and we are in our Summer Shorts series. Join Rob, Mike, and I today as we talk with Steve Foran about gratitude and the importance of it, both in life and in ministry. Enjoy the episode. How in the world do you go from being a, an engineer to a, a, a gratitude guy? What does that look like? I have this realization where I, I realized it was as if my life was handed to me on a silver platter. And so I go from this, I did it all, to realizing my entire life is a gift. So I was in grad school at the time. I was doing a business degree. And, you know, and I had all my coursework done. I had to do some research on a thesis. So, you know, you walk into the dean's office and say, look, I want to do my research on the connection between gratitude and charitable giving. I did my research on that. And, uh, and, and when I finished, what we, what we found was that gratitude was at the heart of generosity. I said to my wife, "Hun, I think this is what I got to start doing. She supported me. I left my job, started this. That was 12 years ago. It sounds like quite a, a journey. Uh, was it scary? We didn't make the decision lightly. There's no, because, you know, we're not financially independent. We had a mortgage. We had kids that are going through school. And, and so it's like, what do we do? And I just, I just felt this <clears throat> calling, mm. you know, and, and I, I took it to a, a really close friend and colleague of mine. I said, you know, how do I know? And, and he said, you'll just know. And for an engineer, yeah. <laughs> when he said that, I got it. I, I didn't need all the proof that this is going to work or whatever the case was. And I just knew, I guess, just having trust and hope mm. and faith that certainly played a part in it. And, and there was, there would always be, well, I could always go back and be an engineer if I wanted to. Last week, the, the three of us um, had the conversation around gratitude. You just, you actually decided to write a book about it. What, what was the driving factor there? Just profoundly changed who I was and seeing my life as a gift and how it just transformed how I showed up in the world as a father, as a husband. As, so I, I just saw the power in that. So of 12 years of doing this, I know that gratitude, it's at the foundation of living a thriving life. I was at a, a conference last fall, which really cemented it in my mind, the dream of one billion happier people. So why I wrote the book is a step in that direction to, uh, to get this idea, this simple, simple idea, simple idea of gratitude into as many hands and heads and hearts. Because mm-hmm. this isn't just a head thing, as you know. If you're, if you're a disciple of, of Christ, you know this is, you don't just get it here, you have to get it inside, and gratitude is no different. And I want that, this book to, to, to help do that. One of the things that I that I really liked that that struck me from the book was when you talked about patience and kindness as you were, as you were discovering what you were meant to do. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that process for you of of how you were able to be patient when you knew that what you were doing wasn't what you were meant to do. I struggled through it from the outside. We I looked like oh man, perfect family and all this stuff, and I liked what I was doing as an engineer mm-hmm. and it, it shaped how I think and how I, how I approach and teach gratitude. But I knew it wasn't what I was, what God planted me on this earth to do, but I didn't know what it was. And I found myself very frustrated. And I remember I was working with a coach. He said, Steve, I'm here 24 seven for you. I'm home one day working and thinking about my goals, my future. And then I'm bawling my eyes out crying. 
because I'm feeling like I'm in the middle of the ocean, drifting in a boat with no oars, just randomly going, blah, 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 blah. and it's like, I know I have a purpose. Call the phone, call Keith. He said, what's going on? And I told him, and he said, uh, Steve, at, at least you know. I said, what do you mean? Well, you know you have a purpose. A lot of people don't. We're all so uniquely gifted, and it's just being able to, to see and uncover and polish those gifts and to be patient to do it. Some people can get it really quickly. <laughs> and Keith just gave me, he gave me permission to allow myself time. When he said that, it was like he took the weight of the world off my shoulders. What we know intellectually with gratitude is that, you know, gratitude, you know, grateful people are happier. Grateful people are more likely to, uh, to achieve their important life goals. You know, grateful people, they sleep more soundly. They, they exercise more regularly. They have better resistance to viral infections. Gratitude insulates us from things like aging and hopelessness, depression. So this intellectual, and, and you know, when I work with companies, you know, a lot of times they'll say, well, just come in and tell us how it works. <laughs> you, we've got to take it from head, you know, in Business, people need to know how it works, but we need to get it into our heart. What's the opposite of gratitude? What is, like, help me with the words. In any circumstance that you find yourself, like us here at this podcast, uh, where we're going to find ourselves for dinner tonight, there are one of three states of gratitude that we could possibly be in. We could either be grateful, seeing it as a gift, the interactions we're having, whatever it is. The opposite of grateful, I say, is ingrateful. It's the antithesis of gratitude. This is the place where it's, I'm in something, this cup isn't good enough, right? You, you, mm -hmm. that, that's ingrateful. In the middle is what I would say is ungrateful. And ungrateful is the absence of gratitude, neither grateful nor ingrateful. Mm -hmm. And that's where this, this place where we take things for granted. I think when we, we look at this from a parish perspective, when, when I'm just sitting there in the pews, my, my thought is sort of, well, I'm here. And so I'm here. So obviously that's, I'm not not faithful because I'm here. If I'm just there and I'm not actually acting in faith, acting in gratefulness, that's not maybe as positive a place as I maybe thought it was. When you're working with leaders, what are some things that you get them to do to cultivate that practice of gratefulness in their own life so that they can then continue that throughout their, their, throughout their organization? As a leader, I can't make you or you, I can't make anyone else grateful. I need to build that into myself. And, and then I can create an environment where it encourages other people to discover it or to rediscover it or to grow more in themselves. The number one practice that I teach leaders is just make a list of what you're grateful for and write it down. Let's start there and, and then start teaching that. Within your, within your organization, with, it, with the people you lead. Because when we're in a, a negative state of mind versus a positive state of mind, our brains, we really limit the executive function of our brain. And, and the executive function is what controls critical thinking, our ability to strategize. So if we're in a negative mood, that's the worst time to, to make a decision or to send an email quickly, right, with something. But being in a positive frame of mind, it enables us to make better decisions. You know, I used to be someone who, if I was stuck in traffic, I would just be like, please, please let, you know, let me catch all these lights. 
And now I often think, well, how often during my day do I get the chance to be alone with my thoughts, to think, to, to do these things? And so I think it, it really shifts those things. How do you get people to move from arriving to thriving? thriving. Martin Seligman has a, a model for human flourishing, and it's called PERMA. Under this model are 24 positive character strengths, everything like hope, love. And so one of his uh, former PhD students is a 24. How do I work on 24? What if I work on one? So he took a study, boiled it all down. Guess what the one character strength to work on is? If I had to guess, it'd be gratitude. Bingo. So gratitude is this thing. This is that best predictor of living Mm. a flourishing, thriving life. Mm. And so what I would say is just keep doing that same thing, making your gratitude journal every Mm. single day. So we've talked a bit about the, the importance of, you know, as leaders, how, how we have to, to be in, in a practice of gratitude and, and recognizing the importance of gratitude in our lives. But translate for me this, 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 this notion of gratitude translated into that context. You might say, what was the best part of your day? That's an easy, you know, easy way in. But you start getting the language of gratitude in. It's like, what's one thing you're grateful for? Go around the table. It totally changes how the conversation happens in your meetings. Has it made a difference in teams you've worked with or teams you've, you've heard about? And what the leadership team tells me is that what they see is a greater understanding and empathy between people within the team. So this brings to a close our summer short series. We are so excited for a whole new season of Divine Renovation podcasts. So please join us next week as we launch into our next season of amazing conversations, amazing interviews. We are so excited for what the Lord is doing in our ministry and through leaders all over the world. Join us next week for a full-on Divine Renovation podcast.